A quick disclaimer. The thoughts and opinions expressed on the Doored Up podcast are strictly those of the hosts and guests of the show. and do not reflect official policies or viewpoints of any law enforcement, government, or public service entity. Nor is the Doored Up podcast officially affiliated with said agencies. The Doored Up podcast contains mostly true stories told by the law enforcement officers, firefighters, emergency medical services personnel, military veterans, and first responders who lived through them. Some names and details may have been changed to protect the anonymity of persons involved. Realize that some listeners may be familiar with these stories, and we would encourage them to refrain from commenting with any clarifying details that might violate that anonymity. Listener discretion is advised. Lawman, six gun by your side, badge on chest, horse to ride, you scour the badlands far and wide, for those who kill and steal, no place to run, no place to hide, you'll find them no matter where they ride. Through Indian country you tread real low, make sign of peace wherever you go, you speak their talk, you make their sign, to survive this land you respect their kind. You carry Colt, Winchester long, and when you aim death sings his song, for your eye is steady and your hand is quick, you have your speed to make it stick. And when they tire, you still move in. You never stop till they give in. And if they don't, they'll be dead by dawn, slung over their horse to hell, passed on. So tell me, lawman, star on chest, of all your kind, who was the best? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Doored Up Podcast. This is episode 16, One Riot, One Ranger, part one. I'm your host, Drew. We sat down this week. Uh, me, Jake, Shannon, and my good friend, one of my most respected colleagues, Sergeant Brad. Uh, Brad is one of the people that I respect the most uh, out of my peers. I've been lucky to watch him grow throughout his career. And to me, he embodies everything that should be good about a Western lawman, a career Western lawman. So we sat down, told some really good, funny stories. Uh, unfortunately, like always, anytime Jake's involved, we talked about uh, bodily fluids. So trigger warning for that. It's coming. Uh, I hope you guys really enjoy this. It was so much fun. This is episode 16, One Riot, One Ranger, part one with Sergeant Brad. Don't make traffic stops. I don't think randomly. I, said, I don't think I said real cops. No, though. I think he said that. He basically said that guys that go out and make traffic stops just to make traffic stops aren't real cops, and that's what I do. So just invor- enforcing so I, traffic in general. No, yeah, I, yeah. I, th- basically, I think basically, I think what I said. You just go out and do traffic for the fun of traffic. You're yeah. not really making anything better. That's, <laughs> that's, yeah, what, I that's what he said. So, well, no, not at all. If you could sit at the same spot on the same street every day. And pull the same amount of people over. You're not affecting that spot. Not affecting anything. Any at all. And you don't just make stops 
to make stops. Yeah, you don't I just do. go, oh, there's a. Yeah, I do. That's all I do. I just make stops because I'm like, <laughs> oh, that a, guy's speeding. He sees a semi with I a don't truck full of cattle. He stops <laughs> I don't think it. you do that. <laughs> uh, was, there was one that I, I reposted it on Instagram today. It says, what if I told you that constantly arresting the same people for the same crimes at the same places means your tactics aren't working? Right. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess I my mean, tactics aren't working. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's very nice about it, too. He's like, he's like, listen, listen to that podcast and, uh, not sure I like what you said. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there is something to be said for simple traffic enforcement. Because how many times are you cruising around town? We're recording, by the way. We're live. How many times have you been cruising around and you're like, fuck, where's a cop when you need one? Yeah. Like this, oh, yeah. this asshole just driving like an asshole. That happened to me on the way here. Yeah. Well, that's fun. I mean, to, that's fun to stop. Like, it's fun to stop people when you're in a cop car and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> But I'm talking about, like, if you go out with the intent to make, you know, like, grandma drives past you with a headlight out. Yeah. And I you're can, like. I can't give a fuck about that. And that's what I mean. And you're like, yeah. you're like, oh, I should stop that lady for a headlight to do what? To spend the next seven minutes telling grandma she has a headlight out and then documenting a warning? Like, or we could, or we could be looking for criminal behavior and criminals doing criminal shit and then stop them for their headlight. Yeah. And, like, yeah. well, you have grandma pulled over for a headlight, like. Doper drives past you with his ounce of dope and his stolen gun with his headlight out. Yeah. I I don't disagree. There's a time and place, in my opinion. Now, granted, I haven't worked patrol in a couple years. Uh, It's been a while. But I would save the one-eyed monsters for, you know, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning when there's no other car on the road. For sure. And you're you're transitioning from one call to another if, if that's the case and you happen to see a car with one headlight out. Like, oh! I get to talk to this person. Yeah, but that's also good too because at two or three in the morning, like the chances of them being drunk is higher. Like, yeah, like I think there, I think it's not going to be grandma, right? I think there's something to be said there. But when you're stopping, you know, school mom, yeah, uh, in a school zone for doing five over in a school zone because she's late running her kid to school and she's trying to get to work, you're not really like a you're not making people like the police, yeah, and you're not really stopping anybody from killing a kid in a school zone when they're doing five over. No. That's somebody rolls through like 40 in a school zone is a little different. Leave, yeah. I mean, generally speaking, leave the traffic to the traffic guys and the troopers. Let them handle that. Let them have traffic. My wife, we all know, my wife likes to get pulled over. I think she enjoys it. I really do. At some cellular level, she enjoys getting pulled Does over. Does she and, drop your name? Um, well, usually she doesn't. Oh, to her credit, she doesn't name drop me, but it comes out eventually because they'll, I mean, the car's registered to me too. Yeah, you should just get custom so. plates with your county number on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, a couple weeks ago, she she texts me. She's like, Trooper Daniel, nice guy. That's all she sends me. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he is a nice guy. Uh, did you meet him? She's like, yeah, I did. I'm like, when? Today. And this is all like through a text conversation. Where did you meet him? She's like, on the side of the road next to my car. <laughs> said, did he write you a ticket? No. I said, and why not? So, because he knows who you are, I'm like God damn it, yeah. Because yeah. I, I mean, it's open letter to all They're, county law enforcement. Yes, yeah, so, you pull my wife over and she's being a dipshit, and you pulled her over in the first place. She probably deserves a fucking ticket. Yeah, like a, I'll pay the insurance. It's fine. It'll sort itself out. Guys, she needs to learn. You that guys know Trooper Eric? Yeah, that looks like Terminator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so he's pulled me over twice now <laughs> in my personal car. You know the uh, shorter trooper. Uh, I, you know what? We'll just say it. The, yeah, his, that's the Daniel. Hispanic one. Yeah. yeah. That's Daniel. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, I was doing like 92 <clears throat> on, uh, what's the, what's the road between? 
probably yeah. doing like 92 or two drove past me and i'm like ah yeah i just pulled over when he walked up he's like what are you doing i'm like i'm going way too fast <laughs> i probably need a ticket were you in the tesla no no i didn't have the tesla yet oh okay didn't have the Tesla. Jake, i got stopped in the canyon um between oh yeah mm-hmm. and i i so it slows down to 35 yeah through the, the, through the tunnel tunnels yeah well i didn't <laughs> and so i just kept it at 70 yep and i I passed a trooper that was parked between the tunnels. Yeah, they're sneaky. And I like drove. I'm like, whoo, that's a good spot. <laughs> so I just pulled over, and then she, you know, got in behind me. Like I was like a minute later, and she's like, "No, I stopped you." And I'm like, "I mean, I was already stopped, but heard my stuff." And yeah, you didn't stop me. Just so she, we're just so <laughs> yeah. Just if we want to be specific, right? I stopped myself. So she, thank you. She goes back, and she's taking forever. And I'm like, "Yeah, oh, she's right, me nugget." She comes back up. She's like, "Sir, I don't set the fines, but." I was like, well, it should be like 156 with the $10 off for the seatbelt. And she's like, <laughs> how do you know that? I was like, oh, I'm a deputy. Why don't you say something? I was like, because I was going 25 over. <laughs> I deserved it. I deserved that one. So we've been hot for a few minutes. I just want to introduce everybody. We have Jake, of course, as it's been a while, but Jake's back. Returning guest. Yes. Shannon. Hello. And Sergeant Brad. Hello. He's, a, he's our our special guest. He's he's uh, readjusting and taking some clothes off because it gets warm. Now that we start, he's going to start. Now that uh, the winter time has rolled around, I find my my uh, thermostat creeping up somewhere around seventy two degrees oh, at the a, end of every week, and I turn it, I turn it back down to sixty seven where it's fucking supposed to be, well, along with the note on the thermostat that says, "If you're cold, put on a hoodie or fight me," and. Uh, it gets turned back up, but yeah. it does get warm in the basement because I got these I two. I just shoot big... you right in the leg. Yeah, my, my daughter, my daughter to my house. My yeah, daughter has gotten but I got pellets tall so. enough to turn up the heater. <laughs> yeah, and I've had to explain to her that like seventy-seven. Oh fuck, is <laughs> inappropriate. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, bit a little bit warm. I'll be sitting. In, I'll be sitting in my room, and I'm like, God, it is hot in here. <laughs> Go out there, and I'm like, Hey, did you did you turn the heat up? She's like, My room's cold. Is it is it red? Do you have? You've got. Like 17 blankets. You know what's cheaper than turning up the heat? I'll buy you another fucking blanket. A blanket. Yeah. So, Sergeant Brad is a relatively new listener to the show. When was that? About September that I turned you on to the podcast? Yeah. yeah. I listen to all of them, though, because I make frequent trips up to... Yeah. So, I listen to it. It's, it's good. Yeah. Lots of road time. Plus, you live... 40, live out in the middle of nowhere. You live 40 miles from town. Yeah. So you spend a lot of time driving, not just that, but tell us what you do. So I'm uh, the sergeant over the uh, resident deputies. Resident deputies are just deputies that live out in their area. They cover really large areas. I'm an EvTech, a radar instructor. I'm in charge of search and rescue. Snake oil salesman. Oh, I'm a snake oil salesman. salesman. Yeah, I do polygraphs. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. I'm really good at selling snake oil, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. How many years? You got on. I got 17 years on with the department, so okay. law enforcement. So right. Brad, Brad did my polygraph. I did. We did. Yeah. And he thought it was going to be way worse. I, was, I yeah. thought it was going to be exciting and fun, and it was super when, boring. He's when super you, vanilla. When you came to the small when PD? I, yeah, when, you, I, when I transitioned. Okay. Yeah. I wish yeah. I would have done Shannon's. Brad did mine. I mean, there were some things, <laughs> like you know, the standard, I was in the military stuff, but right. for the most part, like... My personality is far more crass and crude. Oh yeah, than my background. Yeah, it is. 
makes yeah. up for. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like I have a pretty, I have a pretty clean background. Yeah, I do not. I didn't really do much. Brad afterwards. He, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think we can all probably. Interesting, interesting story, Brad. I go for my polygraph. I didn't know this. I didn't know anything about this. Apparently, at some point during my my background, right, which was a couple months while I was transitioning, I made. I, well, I had gone to Las Vegas with some friends um, during that transition, and I'm sure that I made some offhanded comments like, you know, blow off a hooker's ass or something like that. <laughs> Just the standard comment. You know, people are like, oh, what'd you do in Vegas, right? So I made these, but you don't think about it. Well, apparently somewhere in this background, somebody had said, I heard him say something about, like, maybe doing cocaine in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> right? So somehow me, like, making a facetious comment about, Hookers and cocaine turns into me like self-disclosing <laughs> cocaine use in Las Vegas. But nobody fucking asks me about it. Nobody says anything about it. Nobody like looks into it. Well, they do it, they do it very copish. Right. Real secret, secret cop sauce style. So I go in for my polygraph, and before we start, Brad's like, Listen, man, I've known you a long time, so I just need to ask you a question. Did you do cocaine in Las Vegas? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I'm not accusing. I'm just telling you that we're getting ready to go into a polygraph. If you, uh, that's an official investigation. It's all recorded. If you did cocaine in Las Vegas, you, maybe we don't go do the polygraph and you just move on with your life. And maybe you just pull out of the background. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but like, I, I, I absolutely not. So I think at this time, Brad thinks that I'm like doing coke in Las Vegas. So we go in and do the polygraph, and we get through the whole section, and it's all done. And, you know, he asks like 14 times, have you, other than what we've talked about, have you used any controlled substance, right? Yeah. So we get through it when we're done, and afterwards I'm like, so what's the fucking deal, Brad? <laughs> and he's like, you passed. I Like, you showed zero deception. Like, I have no doubt in my mind you didn't use cocaine in Las Vegas. And I'm like, I'm like, what? So now, now do I get to fucking know what's going on here? And he's like, I can't tell you. So then I storm into... Jacob is the one doing the background at the time. And I'm like, all right, dude, what the fuck is going on with this cocaine bullshit? Right. He's fucking backdoor me with Brad asking me about cocaine in Las Vegas. And he's like, somebody said something about using coke in Las Vegas. And I'm like, have you fucking met me? <laughs> of course need- I made a comment like that. <laughs> I don't need dude, coke. I'm high on life. <laughs> he fucking called everybody. He called everybody I went to Las Vegas with. Were you with him the whole time? Did you like... I mean, as he should have. It's a good background investigator, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That's That's kind of funny. Somebody, somebody was seriously fucking with you in that. Like, either, either fucking with me or somebody legitimately was like, I don't want to start any problems. But but I did hear him prob- say something about cocaine. It was probably somebody in one of the briefings. Probably. That just overheard you. Some, I, heard he, I heard he was doing booty bumps of coke when he was yeah. fucking, hanging out. Fucking. Uh, also, <laughs> have you met me? I do not need cocaine. <laughs> this is also true. So, I... Jumping into that, the polygraph, I think we may have talked about it on one of the shows. Brad had a case that he was doing a polygraph for employment on a new hire. And so we're all, you know, investigators are hanging out in the hallway doing our thing. And Brad comes down. He's like, hey, I'm going to bring this guy in here. We need to talk to him. About what? He's like, well, he basically admitted that he had been surreptitiously filming his coworkers in the bathroom throughout the course of employment and we need to know more about it. So we bring him in to an interview room and start talking with this kid about it. And he admits something that he was coming to work for us. And I remember when Sean did his background, he was like, man, something's weird about this kid. Like 
I can tell there's something going on. I can't figure out exactly what it is, but something just seems fucking off. So he comes in and admits like, yeah, for like the last two years, I've been surreptitiously filming my coworkers in the bathroom because I get off on that shit. And I, I'm not quite sure if I'm into dudes, but I'm like experiment. That's how I'm experimenting, right? Like I'm not willing to do it in person with another guy and cross that line. So this is how I'm doing it. And uh, he admitted to the whole thing. He got charged with like 16 felonies. Yeah, he should have shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah when, when, I, when I said, hey, man, you're showing deception here. What was going on? Like, he should have been like, ah, shit, I don't know, man. <laughs> have a good day. Yeah. yeah. You no know what? Shit. I don't want to be a cop anymore. How about yeah. that? <laughs> so this is, this. I don't know if I can say any of this, but I'm going, I'm going to. I guess you blurred it out. But, so I'm doing the polygraph on this dude, right? And uh, we're doing the interview. And he, I got a, a line like at the end of my polygraph says like, worst thing you've done, you haven't been caught for, right? And so he says, he writes in there, I look over the stall at dudes. And so I'm like, what's this about? And he's like, well, you know when you're like peeing? Well, I look over. And I was like, all right. So I could see like in his face, like he's super nervous. So I'm like, you know what? I bet you there's not a guy out there that hasn't walked into a big shower full of dudes and looked around and just made, you know, sized yourself up. Yeah, you got to compare. Yeah. And so he's like, really? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've done that for sure. I was like, don't beat yourself up. It's not a big deal. You know, and then it comes out that he was actually filming them. But yeah, when we were talking to the DA about it, I'm like, hey, so there's a, so there's like a, probably a five minute excerpt I need to take out of my interview if we go to court. <laughs> the part where I'm talking about the looking part, at dicks. The part where I told him it's okay to look at wieners. <laughs> and the DA, it was, it was Trevor. He's like, oh, no. No, you're going to get on the stand. And I'm going to ask you that direct question. I'm like, you fucking dick. <laughs> no, we do the same thing like in, you know, sex assault cases yeah. where it's like, hey, you know, this is all just a big misunderstanding. Like, it's easy to misinterpret what that eight-year-old was putting out to you as a vibe. Right. She clearly, right. She clearly, clearly was coming on to she you. She clearly wanted it, you yeah. know, just to get them to be like, okay, yeah, I did it. Which, I mean, shit, me and Jake were arguing on a Facebook post. That I, I would call it this a, morning. I would call it a friendly. It was a very civil, banter. very civil banter slash uh, discussion about a recent court case about, I can't remember exactly where it's it was. Virginia Beach. Yeah. So Virginia Beach, these cops were fabricating DNA lab result, like lab tests. Yeah, they were, they were taking a lab document from their actual lab and forging it and making it look like there oh. was a DNA match on evidence. Right. They weren't introducing it in evidence. They weren't actually using it as evidence against them. They were just using it as a... a it's a deceptive tool. A deceptive tool to say, like, well, if you weren't there, then why is your DNA there? Because it says it was. Sure. Which is a completely constitutional and justifiable and lawful thing to do. Yeah. Um, the problem is... is it were, looks really fucking bad. Yeah. When, you're, when, it, when you when go it, to the length to fabricate a document, however you did that, that takes a lot of time. They were putting a fake person's name on these lab reports. So I've had many times where I've sat down with a suspect and been like, okay, do, do you, are you aware of what touch DNA is? Do you know what touch DNA is? No. So I explain a bit mm -hmm. about it. And I'm like, so if I was to take that child's underwear say, in a sex assault against a minor case, and test it for DNA, would I find your DNA in there? 
similar line of questioning, totally different way of going about it. Right. And a lot of times they're like, oh, well, I'm fucked. If that's the case, if you're going to do that, you're going to find my DNA in there. I've had confessions like that. Or the same thing. Like, well, listen, man, I don't know if you knew it or not, but there were security cameras there. Yeah. There were three of them. I've already pulled the security footage and I've already looked through it. You want to explain to me why you're on, you're telling me you weren't there, but I've got security footage that shows me that you were there. Why? Yeah. Right. And then they're like, oh, well, I mean, I was there, but I didn't actually, right? And they yeah. change their story. The Virginia Beach case is very similar to that, except for they were actually showing them fraudulent, like things that were, and that's where it becomes this yeah. real question of whether or not you're you're starting to, and to I push. I feel like you could just put the official state crime lab DNA report in front of them, and they're not going to figure out. And they out. wouldn't know. No, you could be Well, like, and so what happens is they go back and they look at this. When I was reading that article, they yeah. look back, and like for the last seven years, they've done it like seven times. Six years, seven times or something. And, of course, there's people are freaking out, and then it's automatically corrupt cops and all that other stuff. In fact, um, Mark. Yeah, one of our firefighter buddies got on there and was like, oh, fucking dirty cops. And I'm like, that's, that's, blew up. You're, you're automatically making an assumption that there's corruption. That's not intentional right. police corruption. And while it's probably not a good thing, it doesn't look good. It's, it's certainly going to be constitutional unless you have a state that makes laws against it, right. which is more liberal BS. But I mean, it's like on the wire when they... The kid up to the copy that's, machine. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's True, a tool. False. It it just to me that they went to the length to like fabricate this and like used it more than once. That to me was like, eh, that's really fucking close to the line. It's probably yeah, it's probably not a good thing. Yeah. Well, and then like the the It's idea. a good way to get a lot of like to lose cases. And I'm not about that. Well, and then the idea that, like, well, it creates false confessions. Like, the, the since about the 80s, when they stopped allowing cops to interrogate people for 48 hours straight without bathroom breaks and food and water and sleep, right? And a, the false and, a, con and a phone book. And a phone book. <laughs> like, false confessions for the he most fell part. fell down some stairs. False confessions, for the most part, are very rare anymore. Yeah. Um, because you can't use, like, such coercive tactics. Certainly showing somebody a fake DNA. Because most people... You know, if you're like, I don't give a fuck what that DNA report was, I wasn't there. Yeah. So you can say I was there all I want, but I wasn't there, so good luck, right? right. Like, that's how most people are going to react. And I'm not going to be like, oh, if you got a fake DNA report, I must have been there. But. Here's my, like, I guess, penny and a half. Like, if you have to go to that length, your case fucking sucks anyway. It sucks, yeah. And you're a shitty investigator, and you should probably find something else to do. You're and grabbing at strings, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like, so that's what gets me bothered about the polygraph sometimes is a lot of guys will... A lot of, none of our people, mm -hmm. some other agencies. Oh, you work for us now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, today, your last day? 28. 28, okay. <laughs> so uh, they'll use it, they'll try to use polygraph to rule people out. Right. Right? Well, that's a complete waste of my time. Complete. That's mm -hmm. stupid. Yeah. Right? I'm, polygraphs used to get confessions, not to rule people out. Yep. So it bothers me when I... I get some, somebody calls me. It's usually a new detective or whatever. And they're like, hey, I don't really have shit. I just kind of want to rule this guy out. And I was like, well, do that through your investigative process, dude. I'm not your guy. And they're like, what's that? Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not your guy. You need to come at me with some, like, good information, be your cap, whatever you got. You need sure. To, I need all your information that shows, all your lines show that this is the guy and he's saying no. And that's cool. He's on the edge. He's probably on the edge of the cliff just waiting to be pushed off. And right. After I sell him my snake oil, he's going to jump. Mm -hmm. right. 
It, uh, I've only ever had one case, like out of, you know, three years of working cases where either A, I was at the point where I didn't have any other way to go because I kind of look at it as a last resort, yeah. as a polygraph, as an investigative tool, um, and B, where the person agreed to do it, where I had enough suspicion to think that that person did it, but I didn't have enough proof to prove it any other way, and was like, hey, sure, and it was a female suspect on a sex assault, which is rare, um, and she came in and lied her ass off, but I had nothing else to prove. Like, we went at her after that, and she didn't admit to it, so I'm like, well, Thanks, Brad. I mean, you proved what I knew, but I can't go any other way with it at yeah. that point. So that one's still just sitting on the back burner and needs to get sent up to get uh, a NOLO letter. And that's frustrating because, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's amazing to me how many of those we get that are, you know, happened years ago. Yeah. And they they been, they made it this far and then they, then we'd get them in front of the, or get them on the box and they, fail and then they're like oh yeah yeah it turns out i did do that yeah i guess i was lying to myself I I was lying all along to myself. Too. yeah yeah they do i have a, a like that's working sex cases is absolutely the worst but yeah. it's worthy did it's you do the poly on a background for a new hire where they admitted that they were what is it furries yeah <laughs> that yeah. was you yeah <laughs> yeah Dressing. Up. I didn't know that. Sh- I don't know. I didn't know what that shit. I was. didn't know it was until <laughs> I until had I, to Google it. I didn't I know didn't it was know, until like, I found out. Until I found out that somebody admitted to going to furry parties. I don't yeah. know if you know what that is, Drew. Yeah, it's called. I, a, I'm shocked that neither one of you knew what that. No, was I knew. Now. I knew what it was because uh, it was on an episode of CSI back in the day. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. But yeah. this guy never went to a furry party. He just put his outfit on and then just jerked off. Yeah, well, that's not illegal. Weird. I mean, no, that's, I, that's not disqualifying, not, though, by itself. No, it's not. No. 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 If I think there were other factors that were disqualifying. No, I, he, he passed. He passed, <laughs> he passed, my, the, he passed poly. the polygraph. I just don't think he made it through the psych. I think he didn't that. make it through the psych. Yeah. 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 I mean, because if I want to dress up as an animal and jerk off, like. Who cares? Who are you right. to judge me? Yeah. Let's do what you want in your basement. It's a new world that we're living in, 2022. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Shannon is, we didn't, we touched on it on the last episode. We danced around it because I had not spoken to my boss yet. Yes, it was very, like, kind of in the midst of all the shit we were talking about the last episode. So, Shannon's leaving where he's at now, and he's coming home. Yes, I'm leaving the PD and going back to the sheriff's department. Yes, and where at the sheriff's office? Going back to the detention center. That's going to Basically suck, back to my old crew and the old scheduled nothing changed did he right give you, so, did he give you i will be okay so you talk about so you don't you don't get your old number back yes i do no he does oh, that is your yeah. old number this is x's oh, number that's right that's my that's number why i wanted him i was like is that number open they should give it to shannon that's yeah. right right so i'm going basically if you go like well you know there's a lot of good signs there well Okay, so I'm going back to a crew with all my friends. Yeah. I'm falling right back into this. I get all my time back. Yeah, that's the best that I was like. So that was I, the I first get, question I asked. It was yeah. like, you get to keep your time. I get my time back. Uh, I kind of knew that going in because they have a good reputation for doing that. That was one of the big things that saved me. And yeah. And uh, I was told that I could probably get the person who has my old badge number now is, is going to a different agency. So it's going to pop open yeah. and. The lieutenant said, yes, you'll get that number back. So there's, okay, obviously, 
enough signs that this is and what it's like, to do. Are you it doesn't. Are you going to want to leave the street or the uh, jail? Nope. Are you sure? Never. I'm pretty sure that this is what I'm going to do for the next four years. Because if you want to, man, I'll pull hard to get you out. We can we get out on the street. I'm sure you can. I'm good. Just I don't me, think Shannon wants to be out on the street. I think Shannon me, wants to ride it out. Totally different. In, it's totally me, different at the. I will at the just sheriff, settle in and just let me. Than it is for you guys. Yeah. You guys. I need to, to be happy stupid for a calls. While. We don't have to do yeah. that all shit. day. Yeah, we don't do that. Shit. We just get punched, yeah. punched all yeah. day. In the dick. I love looking at the board and seeing seventeen calls holding. He calls all the everybody's busy, and it's all like then all threatening. All the county guys are just like eight. Oh no. Yep. Tuesday morning. I looked at the board, and it was only like 10, and I was like, fuck, unreal the amount of calls yeah, already stacking up. Just stacked. More. That's yeah. the thing. Just You got you got eight, nine calls with cops on it, and then another 10 holding. And what do you got, yeah. like six people on the street? Uh, varies. Depends. Like, here, like, we've been pretty good here lately. We've been pretty stacked. We've had... That was in briefing to the day. It was like 11 people. No, yeah, oh, had shit. like 11 people. Couple like a fucking... couple of trainees in there, but that's... You know, that's a fucking and platoon all for the city. It is pretty freaking awesome though when you guys get a fight, and then you get like nine, ten officers show up. That drives so, me crazy. Whereas where I'm at, I'm like, they're so, like, they're like, county <sighs> copy for a fight. I'm like, yeah, and, copy, and they're like, do you want to back? And I'm like, well, oh, fucking, are they 45 minutes out? Yeah, right. send me a back. Well, one thing that we're really good at doing <laughs> is we're really good at sending four or five cops to a call that needs one or two. Yeah, like doesn't even need a cop. And then, and then sometimes, <laughs> and then you, sometimes you need somebody else to get on there and be like, hey, you guys can clear. Or another person, because I'll do it all the time, I'll be like, okay, there's enough going to that, I'm staying clear. Like, if all of you want to go to this, I'll clear, and you guys can go have fun. I, I love that I'm seeing and I hear, because... I'm usually busy at the office. I don't have a lot of, like, I rarely check the board unless somebody's like, hey, do you see that call? Uh, I love that I see a bit more common sense sergeantry going on on the street. Sometimes, more often than not, I'll hear, like, hey, I read that call. We're not sending anybody to that. They can file a fucking online report, and somebody can follow up in a week because that's not a fucking crime. It's not our problem. I'll hear that on the radio, and I'm like, give that sergeant a fucking gold star for the day because they are prioritizing the mental health of their officers because nobody wants to go deal with a fucking call that's not a crime. Well, and place. I don't think that it's it's not dispatch's deal to tell somebody that. Like, they deserve, no, and they I, deserve I to talk that. to a cop. So, like, when I when I get those calls, they pop up. I'll call the person. I'm like, listen, this isn't a law enforcement function call. The sheriff's office is not responding to your aid for this. Yep. So, I don't – it's it's completely civil. We don't need to be there. Yes. You know? Whatever it is they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, or it's, we're just not coming to that. That's not, that's stupid. Yep. Yeah. And I get, I get those people that they're, they're too stupid to use a phone. So they walk into the lobby to do it and I get that all day long, but it is nice because we have a, a trainee investigator. I guess you could call him a trainee investigator. I don't really know. So he's pretty much, if he's in the office, he's responsible for people that come into the lobby. <laughs> <New guy. laughs> hey, hey Joe, it's, that's your job. I don't think he minds though. No, he doesn't. He, I he's love, t- he's turned around a ton from when. I guess when he first came out. I absolutely love Joe in that <clears throat> no matter what it is, even if he has no fucking idea what he's doing, he'd be like, I need you to do that. And he'll go at least try. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So he's he's been helping me out. Like, it's it's his own downfall that he's come into my office, like, all week long. Like, hey, um, I'm pretty much caught up on the, you know, two cases that I have right now. Do you need help with the homicide? Yes, I do. What do you need me to do? I'm like... Let's go sit down, and you're going to write a search warrant for X, Y, Z. You see him kind of quiver a little bit, like, oh, fuck. Search warrants aren't scary. That's uh, 
Newsflash. Hot take. <laughs> Search warrants are not fucking scary. It's an affidavit with two extra pages. Stop being a pussy. Learn to write a search warrant. Learn to get comfortable with the process of submitting, draft, drafting, submitting for review, and then submitting to whatever where it needs to go to, executing a search warrant. And while you're investigating a homicide, let me just read to you the notes I used to close out a uh, call today. <laughs> what nature of call? Let me find it. I have a couple, like, the best, rep- like, silly reports I've ever written. I screenshot it. I should have made you make me a bigger one. Yeah, here's, really the, uh, here's the notes used to close out the call that I dealt with today. Sent his genitals to a fake girl on Instagram. Fake girl wanted money to not send his genitals to his friends list. Advised it was a scam and not to send money and to block the account. Reminded not to send genitals to random people on the internet. <laughs> Wished the best of luck on the scam, or on the scammer not sending his genitals to his friends and family. Referred to IC3.gov. <laughs> so the other day, what was that? Now, two- I don't know if that's coming back or not, but we're going to try. So what is that, two days ago? I was driving home, and I heard Jake on the radio, and there was a call of some people <laughs> fornicating in their car. Yeah. They're smushing, oh, why are you fucking with them? They're smushing in their car, and uh, so somebody called them in, and so I hear Jake, like, I'll head up there and take that. And they're like, oh, dispatch gets on the radio. And they're like, oh, no, they already left. And uh, Jake said something. He was like, uh, no, he said, I'll go take that call and go check on those people having coitus. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, dispatch quickly got on there. was like, no, they already left. Don't worry about it. And, like, we're going to clear that out. And uh, thank you, wife. So I sent Jake a quick text. was like, oh, sorry, no coitus interrupt us for you. And immediately he called me and was like, I'm really glad that I got the chance to say the word coitus on the radio. Like, well, I'm glad that you didn't use the other word that, you know. <laughs> Do you believe in coitus, Jeffrey? <laughs> Felt like that was the perfect opportunity to say coitus. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. I don't yeah, know how was, long you've been waiting to say it, but it's awesome it you was, get to say it. Uh, sometimes so I, 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 uh, I was at the lake one time, and this guy was walking around with a uh, uh, Airsoft AR-15. Mm-hmm. And so um, we got a call on it, and so I'm over there, and I saw the guy, and he saw me, and he took off running. And I'm like, so I called Corey, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, man. I called him on sheriff, and I'm like, hey, man, uh, there's some guy over here scaring the shit out of people with an AR-15. And he's like, okay, I'm on my way. And then uh, our old county yep. got on the radio and said, what did he say? Or what did you say? <laughs> and I said, there's a guy scaring the shit out of people <laughs> with an AR-15. And he's like, try that again. What did you say? <laughs> you said it again. And I'm like. Oh, my bad. There's a guy scaring people with an AR-15. I like when dispatch has to type in what they're saying, and it's some crazy. Yeah, yeah but they don't say it. Right, and, I'll, and yeah. I've done this before. And they're like, like oh, uh, just refer to the call uh, Law 1, uh, my radio, my computer's not pulled up. Could you read me the call notes on that? <laughs> I'm sure all our dispatch listeners are like, you motherfuckers, I've done we that a hate couple that times. shit. Then as soon as I do that, like, I am pops up. Ha, yeah. funny. I, if good. I was a dispatcher, I would. Absolutely capitalize on that opportunity to say whatever the person say said. Absolutely. word for word yeah. what the person said. I would have fun as dispatch for a day. Oh, the cops yeah. on the street would not. Because no. there's a, I, like radio etiquette's like a big thing for me. So mm-hmm. when, when cops say, and there's going to be a lot of cops, or you're going to get a lot of bad comments on yeah, this. Fuck em. Uh, but uh, cops will get on the radio and say, they'll say like, law one, traffic. Right? Well, like anybody that uses a 
freaking radio knows, like, if I was dispatched, I'd be like, uh, there's no traffic for you. Go ahead with your traffic, yeah. There's no, there's no traffic. I, I don't no like, traffic. I don't like when people say traffic me. either. Just say traffic word, stop. Say traffic stop. stop. Like, how hard is it to say stop? Like, it's, yeah. it takes One, just a little bit more. Just like tell a us what you're doing. A syllable and a fraction. Or when they don't use the channel they're on. Because I'm listening to, I listen to three fucking radios. Oh, so they just yell out They'll just stop. be like, Adam, traffic. I'm like, what fucking channel are you on, dude? Right. I don't know. I'll turn all of them up, I guess. You know, it bothers me. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple simple things like that. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah. I definitely agree. Just put the word stop at the end of there. Like I've said many times, like, I do kind of, there's certain things that I enjoy fucking with dispatchers on. Like when it's one of those, it's obviously a bullshit alarm. You know, and you'd be out there and you'd have a new dispatcher like, we're going to be code two. I'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, you can hear paper rustling as they're like digging out yeah. the book. Like, oh, fuck. What does that mean? You, like, you, flip, you, flip, you flip, flip. The three hey, ring binder. Hey, what's code two? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even know what code two is. It means you're going to be have your radio off. Oh. Yeah, so if they're trying to call you, building. not saying help immediately because we're yeah, going to okay. be. You're going to you be inside. Inside. Turn down. In, in earpiece. Inside search. Yeah, but. I, if, I wear an just, earpiece, so. Yeah. Yeah. I I I've that. never said I'm code two. I don't either. I have never, in all the years as a cop, not worn an earpiece. And I've gotten to the point where if I don't have an earpiece in, it's almost impossible for me to like yeah. function yeah. because I can't. You learn to listen to your left ear for mm-hmm. me, yeah. not yeah. my mic on my right. chest. Yeah, and this is a great thing for the lake because there's a bunch of drunk people out there. If you guys didn't know that or not, yeah. Uh, but uh, they will want to talk to you, right? And there's some people that like mouth breathers. I don't want to talk to you. And You're so, like, oh man, I got to call. So I'll, I'll just, call. I'll just, I'll just put my head down and like touch my ear. I'm like, yeah. All right, yeah, cop, yeah, I'm in a, uh, Sorry, man, I gotta go. Yeah, you know, and they they don't know, they can't hear anything. Yeah, I do that all the like, time with on calls where it's like you, you've told this this old nice lady eight times, yep. eight different ways what she wanted to hear, and that, you finally just go, yeah, copy that. Right, hey, that, we gotta go. Sorry, oh, there's ma'am. a shooting. I gotta go. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, smashing I'm, into earth. I'm, I'm, look, I'm really sorry, ma'am, that your neighbor's bushes are growing over your fence. Uh, this is a code enforcement issue. I gotta go. Fuck I off. Went to a, this okay. You want to know? Why I'm ready to be done. <laughs> Today, anyway? No, just in general. Like, I'd, I'd almost rather go greet people at Walmart. Oh, really? Uh, come work I for know. us, dude. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, we have lots I went, of fun. You can, have, the, you can a have a hat trick. You can have a, ca- a county law enforcement hat trick. For a guy calling in his neighbor because his neighbor's water was getting onto his lawn. That's what I went for. That was the call. I, I went for the fuck is he watering in I, January for? No, this was this was like two oh, months ago. Okay, or I went fat. over fuck. because the guy's leaves blew into his neighbor's yard, and he was over there raking his leaves up out of her yard to be nice, and she threw a fit. Mm-hmm. So I I complain every fall because I don't have a single fucking tree on my property, <laughs> but my neighbors do, and you know who cleans up all the fucking leaves because I'm at the wrong I am in the wrong direction from where the wind blows in our county. To where the trees are, I shovel, I rake up 18 bags of leaves a year. At I least. don't. I just wait till the wind blows all that shit into somebody I else's have, yard. I have 86 trees on my property. Yeah. We, how many acres do you have? So I live on, like, right where my house is, is like two, but it's on 2,200 acres. Right. Yeah. I live in a shoebox right next to the. F- <laughs> <laughs> you do. Do Do we want to tell the story about when I found a dead guy in your house? Yeah. So that's fine. Okay. I want to yeah. tell that story. The that's one awesome. he lives in now? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. So yeah. before before Brad lived there, obviously, um, there was a welfare check for the guy that did live in his house, and I'd met him a couple times just in passing. Like mm-hmm. I met him one time at uh, at 
the general store. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'd introduced himself to me. And then there was another time, I think I did a VIN inspection or something for him out at his house. So I knew where it was. And both you and Bart were off that day. Yep. And the call was really super weird. Like his ex-wife hadn't heard from him in a while. And it just, reading the call commits, I'm like, oh yeah, this guy's gonna be dead. He's gonna be dead in the house. So I get out there, the shop's open, truck's in the driveway, dog's out in the yard running around. Uh, the front door's open, but the screen door's closed. So I come walking up to the door and I, TV's on. There's a and I'm daughter. like, and that's what I'm like, I don't smell anything right when I get to the door. I'm like, it's a good sign. Like dog's out running around. So I, I yell for him. I how you couldn't. That fucking place fucking reeked. So I yell for him. And I'm like, hey, it's Drew from the sheriff's office. I'm coming in. Because I knew that he wasn't getting around well. Mm-hmm. That he was like, yeah, you know, had some health problems and shit. And so I opened the door and I could like, I get to the screen door and I'm looking through and I could see him and he's sitting at the island. And I'm like, hey, it's Drew from the sheriff's office. You're all right. Like, I'm coming inside. So I opened the screen door. And I walk through the door and I step around the couch because he had a couch right there where you guys have one. And I stepped around and I see his feet. And like I could see the back of his arm first because he's like leaned up on the island. Like he's got his head down. And I see like that, you know, that white pasty skin that I'm like, ooh, that's not good. And then I see his feet and all of the fluids in his body. So he's like sitting on a bar stool, like leaned up on the counter on the island. And all of the fluids in his body had drained down into his feet. <laughs> and his skin was clear. Like, you could see the bone structure and muscle structure of his feet, but his skin was absolutely translucent and just full of fluid. Like, all of the fluids in his body had drained down into his feet. And I'm like, oh, fuck. He's dead. So I walk up. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's fucking dead. And it was one of those, like, I spend 20 minutes in the house, like, you know, making a phone call, trying to get on the radio because radios don't work for shit right there. Yeah. Because it's down in a hole. I'm like... Well, it doesn't look like anybody killed him, but I should probably look around the house and make sure that there's nobody else here. Because there's a whole, like, basement and everything. I got down into the basement, and there was so many fucking spider webs in there. It was like a fucking horror movie, dude. Yeah. Like, I made it about, I 10, I made it about 10 feet into the, into the basement before I was like, nope, fuck this. There's no way any live human would come down here. Like, nope, I'm out. Let's no, just the cats and the dogs and the fucking... Mice and the rats had a soup kitchen down there. Oh, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Fucking gross, dude. Like yeah. a cellar or a full-on? No, it's a full basement. basement. It's a full basement. So, yeah. I, so, I, I, so I talked to the landowner, and I'm like, hey, man, what are you doing in that house? You know, it's like eight months after he dies. And he's like, well, I don't know. You want to live there? I'm like, yeah, but I think it's probably trashed. And so he's like, okay. Well, let's go down and check it out. So we walk in. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Because as soon and as, it, like, I mean, it was one of those things. As soon like, as, the feet as, broke soon as you move him, as soon as you move him, those feet are coming up. That shit's yeah. going to pop oh, like so two gross. fucking water balloons. <laughs> and Aaron was there. So it was me and Wayne. Uh, Wayne, he was a retired sheriff's office patrol sergeant. And then he went to work for the coroner's office. He was a deputy coroner. Do you want a glass and some fucking ice instead of... No, oh, he could just <laughs> chug mine, buddy. I'm not going to... I poured too much in there anyway. Um, so he went to the coroner's office. And then he worked as a deputy coroner for another, what, 10, long, 10 years? Long yeah, time, dude. Yeah. Like, I'd love to get Wayne on the show sometime and just pick his brain. Yeah. Because the guy was, at the time, when he was a patrol sergeant, he was case law guru, man. You could, like, anything. And the guy would just. Yeah, and apparently he doesn't, his sniffer doesn't work, apparently. Yeah. He was one mine of those. Works, mine works very well. I've got an excellent sense of smell and yeah. an extremely weak egg reflex. So it was me, like <laughs> me and Aaron and Wayne. And of course, like Wayne and Aaron are in plain clothes, their own clothes that they bought. And I'm in uniform. So I'm like, well, I'll, I'll bite the bullet. Like I'll get on the bad side of the body to help move him. Because his, 
we're basically like, we're just going to tip him off this chair into the bag on the gurney. Because as soon as we move him, those feet are going to pop. And it's going fucking everywhere. So I'm like, well, I'll get the feet. Because I know that I have the most propensity to probably get that shit on me. And sure enough, like, it was it was bad. It wasn't that bad. Because, like, the AC was still on in the house. Like, mm-hmm. it was probably, I don't know, 70 degrees in the summertime. And uh, as soon as we move him, his feet fucking everywhere. And Aaron's like, he's out the door. He's fucking gone. Didn't see him for like an hour. He's out there dry heaving his shit. Yeah, it was pretty bad. We soaked up as much as we could, but you know, yeah, the, so, uh, I, I re- so I totally remodeled that house, right? I stripped it down to nothing. Found two little baggies of meth when I cleaned out the, when I pulled the carpet. <laughs> so, um, he was having a rough go. He was. was and the then end. I had a, and I didn't know this was a thing, but I had an industrial hygienist come in and he tested all the walls and the heating oh, really? and all that. Yeah. And so it, it came back at like, like, yeah, the county's threshold mm-hmm. is like 0. 0.08 for meth or whatever. And then like, you're okay. Well, like not going to cause you any issues. Well, it was the whole house was like 0. 0.04. And then, uh, the, uh, his bathroom mm-hmm. was like, 2.6. Yeah. <laughs> that's where you could tell. Like, so, that's where he had where he was getting So I had, uh, you guys know, or it's now. Yeah. Yeah. So she's a. Mel. Yeah. She's a cleaner, like no nobody's business, right? She's She cleans everything. So mm-hmm. so she came out and went through that whole bathroom and like Clorox the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. She did a great job. Nice. And then uh, I had him come back in, retest it, and all came back negative or, or you know, it was all. <clears throat> within the threshold so I felt comfortable and then I just painted the crap out of everything. But yeah. Anyways, when I did the basement, I put carpet down. I did this backwards. I should have checked the ceiling tiles. I didn't because I was like, I know I opened the cupboards and I, it smelled like death. And so I had a bunch of those Febreze things in there trying to kill the smell of death. But I'm like, well, I don't know where this is coming from. So anyway, so I go down the basement and I pull a ceiling tile down and there's like two inches thick of fuck rat and mouse shit <sighs> on top of the ceiling tiles. And it's like a 2,000 square foot house. So there's it's a ton huge. of fucking ceiling tiles, <laughs> right? Like so I, more than I've got. Yeah, so I so I start pulling them down and vacuuming them up. I just gave up on, they're like, spray them with Clorox and sweep them, the mouse turds, because of the hantavirus. Yep. Because deer mice carry that, and that's all I have is fucking deer mice. So mm-hmm. I just went and bought one of those really nice uh, HEPA air filter things from my shop bag. I shop back every one of them bitches up. <laughs> I should be immune to the hint now, so. <laughs> but I I pulled down 196 different stages of death of mice and rats. <laughs> right? Jesus. And then I pulled out whoever set that house. They it's a modular that they set on foundation, and when they set it, the the house was bigger than the foundation, and so to fix the issue, the guys that set the house were like, oh, we'll just take some R7 insulation and just Spray stick it foam. in there. No, no, no. Just the fucking roll. Right. So they stuck it in, and there was daylight on the other side of it. Right? So I pull that down, and the the mice, it looks like a fucking game trail. (laughs) of fucking mice coming in my house. So so I sealed all that up and re-insulated everything. So I've had like three mice in my house, but what I do have is kangaroo rats. Oh, really? Yeah, when they have really big feet, and they're not too bad looking like they don't look like a... Like a pack rat or a fucking sewer rat or whatever. Right, it's like bigger than a mouse. It's got a long tail. And yeah, long yeah. Feet. Well, I've killed six of those with my son's BB gun in my house because hmm. <laughs> the poison won't kill him. That's funny. So, all right. But so, that's that's always a funny story that I like to every, every fourth of year. 
every year on the 4th of July, Brad and his wife have food for all the deputies that are working out there. And so we always go out to their house and like when we have dinner break on the 4th of July. So I never fail to bring that up to your wife. Like, yeah. hey, this is where I found that dead guy. I've had lots of people that are super <laughs> sketchy about people dying. I'm like, hey, sit down here. And then put your hip, put your hands in your head, like kind of lean down. It's like, do you feel that? And they're like, what? And I'm like, that's where the guy died. <laughs> the, the previous owner died right there where you're yeah. sitting. Yes. So you told me when Brad was coming on, he gave you a list of things you want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I did, dude. I it, got yeah, and I, we, we need to get there it? because. We do. We're, we're getting deep. Look at that. We're yeah, so let's okay. So here's he, girl Brad shitting in trucks. So I don't know. Like, during have like, you guys had people shit in your like while you're on an investigation? Mm. You mean like in a in a patrol car? Yeah. So like I stopped this gal for DUI, right? And I went back and we went to and I ended up arresting her. And we we got to the to her car to tow it, and she's like, "What's going on here?" And I was like, "We're towing your car." And she's like, "That's not my car." <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's the one you were driving when I stopped you. And she's like, I haven't been, I wasn't drunk and driving. And I was like, whatever. Okay, we're going to the town. So we go to we go to the jail and she's like, I'm gonna shit. And I'm like, you need to hold it. And she's like, Nope. <laughs> and I'm like, oh <laughs> like I could smell it, you know, and it's winter time, so I had all the windows down. Just remember, so, smell is particulate. It's bad, dude. Always oh, bad. So then like Five years later, I'm doing FSTs on this gal, and she's doing her walk and turn, and she fucking shit her pants. Like, so I, I, heard it, of, uh... I, I heard it and saw it, and I'm like, did you just poop your pants, ma'am? And she's like, yeah. You got a lot of shitting I'm like, on that list. I really, hope, I really hope you uh, fight half this that, in court. Half that list is people shitting. People shitting, right? Yeah. So let me tell you this. So so this let, me, is... let me give you a good one. So the other day. Uh, last month or so, we go like three o'clock in the morning, get a nine one one welfare, but it's a call hang up and then a call again, and then they can hear people and then it and then the call dies. But it's at like three o'clock in the morning, and it's at a known tweaker house. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, that might be something. So as we roll up, we're walking up, and I've got a trainee at the time, and then another person is there. Um, and outside is a tweaker, like three in the morning, cooking fucking chicken wings on a grill. Nice. And Seems it, legit. Yeah, right. So charcoal we, or propane? Uh, it was a charcoal grill. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to so, say propane requires a lot of resources that they probably don't have. They don't have those resources. <laughs> so we uh, so we walk up and I'm like, hey, man, we got a 911 call. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Nobody called 911. I'm like, well, that's really weird because we're getting 911 calls from the house, two of them. And about that time, I hear fucking banging coming from inside the house and then a girl screaming for help. Um, so we go to put him in cuffs right away because now shit's getting real. Call for more units. And then he fights. So we fight him in the yard and we get him on the ground and this, as we get him on the ground, the door opens up and it is like a fucking cockroach of tweakers <laughs> coming out of this house. And people are coming out and they're yelling at us and we don't know what's going on. So I've got like one knee on a, on a elbow and one hand holding a face down and a gun pointed at the door telling people to fucking show me your hands and quit moving. Right. And uh, you know, we got more people coming. So we get him cuffed and we go in and then a girl comes long story short, we end up pulling like, Eight tweakers out of this house. Nice. And there's a there's a dude that's almost dead laying on the bathroom sink counter in the back bedroom. We got to call EMS for him. There's a dude in the back alley sleeping in a truck, not sleeping in a truck, smoking weed in the truck. 
who just had open heart surgery. He's got drains hanging out of his shit. <laughs> um, like he just got out of the hospital. He's got drains hanging out I of his my, shit. I need my medicine, man. There's there's a fucking dead cat on a pile of laundry. Like in the is, house. In the house. Yeah. It is. Yeah. There's dog shit yes. everywhere. And we just pull tweaker after tweaker after tweaker out. Like seven or eight people end up going to jail. The guy that had open heart surgery, I'm like, that's I don't want anything to fucking do with that. So you should leave. See, that's what sucks about body cams is I want pictures of this shit. Oh, dude. So we guys get, can't we get fucking one lady. take pictures of this shit for we me anymore. We get one lady standing there, and she's she's kind of the co-owner of this house. Yeah, cohabitant. Uh, cohabitant slash owner. <laughs> oh, mind you, the owner runs into the back bedroom, and he's yelling he's going to shoot us. We don't get out of his house, and I'm standing between, like, three layers of drywall, so I'm fucked. Drywall if he lets loose, right? So, but, uh, I, like, I don't want to give up space. We're trying to any. So, anyways, we get everything under control. Get everybody. They got a whole tweaker pool out front just everybody chilling the fucking chicken wings are on fire now because we didn't know they were cooking um so the whole grill's on fire and so this lady is standing there and she says with very little warning i gotta i gotta go to the bathroom and then well standing standing in a pair of shorts like old like tweaker shorts like yeah. the ones that are real thin yeah standing shits the runniest the goopiest diarrhea, <laughs> and it comes out and it runs down her legs and splats on the floor. I don't know we're going to talk about goopy <laughs> shit with you on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I and like and she stands there and looks at me while it's happening, and I'm like, "Did you keep eye contact?" I did. I'm like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> she said, "I told you I had to go to the bathroom," and I'm like, "So you just shit all over your floor?" She's like, "I couldn't help it." And then she starts taking clothes from the dirty clothes pile where the dead cat is. And she starts cleaning the shit off of herself with, the with dead it. Cat. And then she starts laying the clothes on the floor over the shit. So now for the next hour, we're dealing with the search warrant on the house and ever like we're having to go and have to step over human shit. And then we put her in the least senior person's patrol car <laughs> and made them take her to the jail. So that's the first this, time I've watched a, that, an adult I, so this I did that shit was staring at me. This isn't why you're done? Like talking about that? No, that's isn't part of it. That's part of it. That's on the list. That's on the list of things I don't so want to do it's anymore. It's called death by so a like, thousand cuts. Two, yeah. year, two years ago, we had a fire out of uh, west of town, mm-hmm. and I left. It was right when we got our razors. Yeah, and I so I'm leaving Larry's shop, and I'm like, that's a really big plume of smoke. So I called this. And I'm like, hey, yeah, because the dump you got a fire. The dump and they're like, fire, and then yeah, blew- they said they got it under control, and I'm like, it doesn't look like I'm gonna go that way. So I drive over there. Well, the fire's like racing towards this house and i'm like <laughs> you know inaudible i run up to the house bang on this lady's door you know and she and she doesn't answer and i fling the door open i'm like your house is about to go up in flames you need to get out and it's this a little bit heavier set lady and she's like screams she's wearing white pants and she just oh, just shit. pisses herself and i'm like god dang it so she comes out and i look back because there's this, this little rock thing, and I jumped over it, and she face planted oh, over it. Fuck, which was it's funny thinking about it now. But <laughs> um, but there was a trooper driving by, and I'm like, "Hey, take her and get her out of here." And so I put a I put a pissy pants lady in his trooper's car. <laughs> but I was coming back from the lake after a drunk lady told me she was gonna piss in my truck because she's pissed because she's mad at me. So she's like, "I'm gonna pee in your truck," and I was like, "Okay," so I just pull over. I get her out. I get another deputy there so we can. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take the cuffs off, use the restroom, and then we'll go about it. We'll go about taking it to jail. Right. Well, I take the cuffs off, and she's like, just fucking take it off. <laughs> well, we're in the middle of nowhere. Like we're on the highway, so it, it wasn't that hard to catch her. <laughs> so I I caught her, and then we dr- bring her back, and he's like, what are we gonna do? And I was like, just hold her for a minute. 
and I got like 55 gallon trash bags in my truck, right? And so I cut little two tiny holes in them and I stuck her feet through them <laughs> and I pulled it up over her shoulders and then tied it, right? Like not tight, you know, around her neck or nothing, but just like, it's just like a big diaper that she's yeah. sitting in, right? Cuffs and all, right? And we stuffed her back in the truck. And then in my affidavit, I put, I put, I cut a two, I mean, I said I put two, cut two holes in the bag and put her in an adult sized diaper for the rest of the ride to the jail. Yeah. So she didn't fight it. That's some of my, Favorite stories have been from probably like the last two or three years where I've gotten to work the lake with you over the fourth. It's fun. Like this, <laughs> this, and it's just, it's fucking mayhem. It really is. It's like, I mean, thousands and thousands of just everyone out there is fucking shit face drunk. Yeah. Um, at some stage of intoxication, yeah, the depending PD, on PD the day. guys would have a ball out there. Oh, you guys would fucking cool. love it. It's so much fun. Cause there's, there's so much shit that you just kind of breeze over. Like, because it's definitely one of those, like, what's important now type of days where it's like, okay, that shit is definitely more important. You mean but... like the Snoop Dogg concert? Where yeah. there were 30 cops <laughs> and everybody smoking weed? Right, exactly. And everybody just pretending like it wasn't happening? Exactly. That yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> well, so, but, like... so there's a there's a beach that you can get to it on foot, um, but it's on one side of the lake and everybody on their boats drives up and then they beach their boats on this, at, at this beach then everybody gets out and they just hang out in their boats and drink. And so we like to go out there with our boat and then walk down the beach and check IDs for all these obviously underage kids. There's a ton of prostitutes out there. Oh yeah. yeah. Like all of these kids that I'm like, everyone, I want to check every fucking kid's ID as I'm walking by. Like maybe it's just because I'm getting older. I'm at that stage in my life. I'm in my late thirties where I'm like, you look like you're fucking 12 years old. Show me some ID. And they're like, I'm 23. Like, holy shit. Maybe I'm maybe I'm not the best person to be out here doing this. Um, it's just because you're old as shit now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we usually get like the investigators will get sent out to like if you're really unlucky and somebody's pissed at you for the year, you get to go work fair. I've talked numerous times about working fair and how fucking suck ass that that assignment is. I love working the fair. Fair is fun. I can't. Fun. I, it shocks me. It shocks me that we don't get help sh- out yeah. with that. You guys should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I just, I feel like I don't even mean just for fun because I didn't want to do it. I would never volunteer for it. I'm, what shocks me is that the PD and the sheriff's department, considering that it's a fairgrounds in the middle of the city, yeah, doesn't work with the city to yeah, help cover the fair. County jurisdiction. But it's, like, why would why wouldn't we like, help out though? It's fun for like the first I two bet or that's three. Never days. been brought up. <laughs> that's probably probably right. not. It probably hasn't. Not among anybody above lieutenant. Yeah. I almost had a panic attack the last time I, I took my daughter to the fair. Yeah. And I was there for an hour, and I'm like, I can't be here anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's I like, feel it, it's I like just Walmart like, with it's funnel all, cakes. All, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's all it is. Yeah. yeah. The lake is super nice those weekends, though, that the fair's gone on. It's dead. That's true. It's really but pleasant. Funnel cakes with yeah, no so, so your your choices are, your choices are as a, as a detective at the Pedophiles at the fair. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> You either go work fair five days at fair, or you go work like two or three days at the lake. I was like, oh, well, obviously I'm going to go work the lake because I can wear shorts. And well, I mean, w- there's nowhere in policy that says we're okay to wear shorts, but we all fucking do it anyway. We do it out there because we yeah. don't fucking care. Yeah, because we're going to be on the boat and shit, and yeah, it's a good time. Um, it's hotter out there this year on the on that weekend. It wasn't on the fourth. It was like the day before the fourth. Um, we, I got to tell the story about that guy at the fucking marina that you took his truck Oh yeah, and moved his truck. Yeah. That so was great. by policy, we're not supposed to move other people's vehicles, but Brad had stopped this guy earlier in the day 
like pulled him over driving down uh, drive like a dumbass. And the guy was suspended. Mm-hmm. It was one of those like, well, you know, get where you're fucking going. Fucking stay there. Make good choices. I got other shit going on. And we're like a couple hours later, we're going up to the marina to go do a walk around. So it's me and Brad and we're walking up the hill. And here's this guy in the pickup. And like right as we come over the hill and see him, he sees us. And he just freezes like a deer in the headlights when he sees Brad. He's like, oh, fuck. And he yeah, just but stops. He's parked in the middle of the as fucking road. As he's getting out of his truck, that he's parked in the middle of the lane of travel where everyone drives through the marina. Like, it's the only way to get through there if you're bringing a boat trailer or anything else through there. And this guy just like parks his truck in the block in the whole fucking lane, gets out, and he's like headed into the bar. And Brad's like, hey, fuckhead, where are you going? And this guy's like, Ugh, and he just freezes. So we go over there, and Brad's like, where's your fucking keys? And he's like, what? Where's your fucking keys? So he like pulls his keys out of his pocket, gives them to Brad. Brad jumps in his truck and just takes off and leaves me standing there with the guy. So I'm like, where are you going? Like, are you camping out here? You know, like I'm giving the guy the third degree. I'm like, what did he fucking pull you over for earlier? And he's like, oh, uh, and he won't answer a single question, mostly because I'm just like firing question after question at this guy. And he's just like, he's completely overloaded. So about two minutes later, Brad comes walking back up and he's like, I parked your truck over there. Your keys are in your vehicle, but I'm not going to tell you where they're at. He's like, I swear to everything holy, if I see you driving that fucking truck again, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. You're going straight to fucking jail for anything and everything we can come up with. I swear to God, don't let us catch you in your fucking truck again. Oh, okay. Okay, sure. So fast forward like several more hours. And we're still at the marina, and me and him are inside, like, making the rounds, talking with people, checking IDs when we need to, and Taylor's there with us. And there was somebody else there with, it was me and Bart inside. Yeah. And Taylor's outside, because he doesn't like to go inside to the bars, like, he gets stir-crazy. and He gets claustrophobic with all the people. all the people, he gets all freaked out. He doesn't know, he doesn't like to handle that. So he's outside, like, watching us through the windows as we're, you know, he's like our exterior cover guy. And unbeknownst to us, like, we come out after, like, 30 minutes of us wondering, doing a, a round through the marina. And Taylor's out here, and he's talking to this fucking guy. Who's crying. And he's crying. And he's telling Taylor, he's like, I can't find my fucking truck. I don't know, like, where I'm fucking, where my campsite is and all this shit. And, like, Brad was still inside with Bart. And I come out, and Taylor's talking to this dude. And I'm like, yeah, you're that same fucking dickhead from earlier. Like, you know exactly where your truck is. We showed it to you. We told you where it's at. Like, we moved your truck because you parked like a fucking drunk asshole in the, in the middle of the road. He's like, oh, uh, oh, like he's caught and trying to come up with another story. So then Brad comes out. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's going to get it. So Brad tells the guy, he's like, you fucking go down there and you get in the bed of your truck and you fucking pass out. And if we see your truck moving in the next six hours, because it was probably midnight by then. Oh, yeah. Like, you're going to fucking jail. We're done with you. And we literally like walked this dude down the hill over to where his truck was at. Cause he was like, where's my truck? I don't see it. It's like 50 yards away. Parked down. But it had a, it had a tonneau cover on it. Yeah. We closed him in. <laughs> <laughs> we made but sure it, he could get out. But his truck wasn't there when we got, when I came back the next day. So he got out. I mean, I, it was like, you see, fucking idiot. Like how many chances do you have to get? And he just like. I don't know how drunk we didn't PBT him because that would have taken, you know, 
a little more extra. Well, work it's than funny because Bart was there the entire time, and Taylor's like, <laughs> "We can do this." <laughs> like, I was We're, like, "So this is the option." So, so either I, I know, okay, and I. Yeah, we're not supposed to do that. Jump in somebody's truck, move it, right? But what am I going to do? I call one of the wrecker services and be like, "Oh, they're going to they'll, be there. they'll be there two hours, hours, yeah. hours later. Yeah, two hours. That's that's completely stupid because we're forty miles from town on Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, traffic getting in and out of the lake is fucking stupid. Yeah, we're probably already utilizing all the tow trucks anyway. Yeah, yeah, we've already we've already tied them all up. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's two hours. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, just move it. That's just fucking. So on your list, though, I was reading. Oh yeah, it says something about punching a clown. Oh yeah, so uh, Brad, isn't, Brad, that, isn't that so, code for like so after just just some just some notice? Like when I had talked to Brad initially, when I had started this podcast, I had immediately thought of Brad because some of the best stories and the aspect of working where you work for so long and being out there literally in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, your closest backup can be 60, 70 miles away oh, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes like it's, it's just non-existent. It's, it's I'm the, out on the side-by-side or something. They're like, do you want a bag? Yeah. Yeah, fuck. They're not going to find me, but start them this way. Well, yeah, like trying to, and there's times when it's like, you know, you're going to back Brad or Bart on a call or Bill, any of the guys out there. Um, where are you? You know, because you get them on the radio or the phone, like, where are you? I'm headed your way. I'm coming from town, like far side of town. Where are you? And trying to get them to give you directions. Like when Brad crashed his truck. Yeah, that was That's great. A prime example. Yeah, that was cool. Like it's right at shift change. Here's me and Johnny sitting at the pumps back when Johnny worked for us still. And Brad gets on the radio and he's like, hey. Uh, and he sounds, he doesn't sound okay. He's like, uh, are you guys at the pumps? Like, yeah. I need one somebody to come out here because I just crashed my fucking truck. I'm like, where are you at? He's like, well, I'm on Dry Creek. Like, Dry Creek runs for 30 fucking miles, Brad. I'm, a, I'm, I'm on the far end of Dry Creek. <laughs> like, you're in the next county, basically. Yeah, I'm, I'm like 72 miles from So, Brad was hauling ass and ran his truck off a cliff and fucking crashed and got fucked up. Yeah. And did you get hurt? I did. Yeah, I compressed two discs in my back. Yeah. How big of a cliff? Um, It wasn't like, it's more of a, like, it's just a, a like a drop off. But I was going like 50, so there was a lip, and I hit it, and I went airborne. Felt like a long time like Dukes of Hazard, But then there was a creek down at the bottom, and I I hit that creek and just stopped, right? So I went from 55 to stop, right? And so everything in the back hit me in the head. Yeah. Knocked my windshield out. My camera came off. It was just dangling and all that. And then my I bent the steering wheel over into the dash. And then both of my knees went through the kick plate. And then, uh, yeah, and then, I, like, I was like, oh, I'm good. You know, I put it in drive, and I drive <laughs> for, like, I drive, like, 10 feet, my truck shuts off because the motor had shifted, <laughs> like, eight inches, and the fuel lines all broke. I had just enough fuel to, like, eh, no, you're not good. You know, and so I got on it on the radio. Well, when your truck's not running, and it was December, so. Yeah. It, it was, was, like, getting, it was, like, five it was, degrees out there. And it was, like, 6 p.m., because we were just yeah. getting ready to go in for shift change. So it was getting dark. Yeah. And I was like, man, if he's in shock. Yeah, like, it was. I, I was, had every piece of clothing I had in my truck on. And I was freaking shivering. I was fucking worried. And, and Mel- Melanie got there at 8.30. 8 o'clock. And if we'd have left right then, we could have got there oh, at yeah. least 30 to 45 minutes earlier. Oh, yeah. 
because yeah, but we were the outgoing your ship. Your sergeant at the time was like, oh, just let them, we'll just let them wait. We'll let the next crew get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was so awesome. I had to call. So <laughs> Brad gets on the radio and I'm talking to him and he doesn't, I can tell that Brad's not okay. Like just hearing him on the radio, I'm like, Brad's in bad shape. Like he crashed his truck. He's telling me that he's okay, but he's probably a little more fucked up than he's telling me. We got to get there quick. And um, he's like, hey, man, do me a favor. This was when you were married to your first wife. He's yeah. like, can you call my wife for me <laughs> and tell her that uh, I'm pretty sure I'm okay and I'm going to be okay, but that I crashed my truck and I'm going to be late. So I had to do like this super awkward phone call to his wife that I'd met like maybe a handful of times. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? How are you? Oh, good. Great. Um, So. <laughs> that was one of the ones where, where we had talked years ago where you said, man, I think I'm going to get, I think I'm going to get fired. This is like the third crash, something like that. I think you said, if I get one more, I'm going to be in big trouble. Yeah. 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 Because it was like three crashes ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't remember when that one was, but. <laughs> that I, was uh, the first one. Well, I remember, you remember the. Uh, the one I thought I was going to get him for, but that dude ran that red light. It was yeah. You cl- got it was clear on my. Yeah. And he hit you. And then you remember when you, uh, when, uh, when crazy, crazy dude, uh, T-boned the sergeant in yeah. the fucking Burger King drive through oh, yeah. and, yeah, and then you ass packed him. him. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, to, to pin that, him in. that one was actually, yeah, so I, I was super worried for that one because the lieutenant at the time showed up and was like, why'd you ram him? And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, he tried to murder the sergeant. like <laughs> Right. And the uh, Corey ran him he tried off the to road. head on Corey, tried to head on uh, Shano. Yeah, I was yeah. like, he, I was like, that dude is batshit crazy. And so, like, as soon as he said that, then I was like, oh. And then, I mean, my... I was just, my blood was freaking pumping, right? And then we get to the, I go pee in my cup, and, and then I go down to the PD because they were investigating it. And uh, I'm like, I, apparently he could see it on my face that I was freaking the fuck out. And he's like, are you all right? I'm like, no, I'm not all right. I need to know if you guys got my back. He's like, yeah, you're good. I was like, well, you should have said that two hours ago. You just knocked like two uh, two yeah. years off the top of my, <laughs> so that one my was life here, buddy. Brad, the gets- best is the video because it's like, the guy is running all over town being a fucking asshole, running cops off the road and doing shit. And then goes Did into I miss the a clown. No, 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 no. This is the dude that goes into the Burger King drive through. Oh, okay. And there's right. like, so you got Burger King on one side and then there's like an eight foot fucking concrete retaining wall on the opposite side. So yeah. the guy ain't going anywhere. Yeah. So big, big Sarge, who's now big Lieutenant. He pulls Lieutenant Chad. He pulls in front of the drive through, like just blocks off the front end of the drive through. So this pecker had like, he gets his food because they. No, he didn't get any. Oh, food. I thought I got him food. No, he just was hiding. Oh, okay. I pulled in behind him. So, uh, Brad pulls in behind him, and he pulls forward and runs into Chad like rams Chad. So Brad's like, fucking rams into the ass end of him, and they get him like yanked out of the car and dealt with. The shittiest part about that is I was off that day. I was on Chad's crew, and that was my truck because. Sergeant's truck yeah, was in the shop. That's right. And I had just got that truck back from the shop because something I can't remember what was wrong with it, but I'd just come back from the shop and it was like everything was finally fixed and right. But you know what? <laughs> you know what we got out of that after I rammed him? We got bumpers after that. Yeah. Bart was like, hey, you know, if he would have had a bumper, no damage to that truck right there. Yeah. But the funny thing was this when I, when I hit him, you know, and I jump out. So SWAT, the, the you got Hut Hut team, mm-hmm. had just got done training. So like, we got all of them. Oh, that's what it was. I was right? training that day. Yeah. So Sean gets there and he's got his Pulaski. What do you call his thing? It's a hooli, hooligan. Hooli, hooligan. Yeah. So he's 
beating the piss out of this dude's door trying to bust the window out, and he hits the handle, and it, like, busts it. And I'm like, <laughs> like, super calm. It's awesome. I'm like, hey, Sean, try pulling on the door. <laughs> and he, he pulls on the door, and it opens, and he's like, fuck! It's all on video, too. It, it was, wasn't, it it was wasn't awesome. long after that that you got into a pursuit on the highway, and nobody would help you. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. So you did. Uh, I did. Yeah. I did. So he gets Dude, in, that was fucking crazy. He I, gets, got, he gets I call it the, out and I'm like, uh, he's not he's not stopping. And they're like, okay. Nobody's going Crickets. to Crickets. He does it. He gets in a pursuit, calls it out probably Ruff. around Yeah. On Okay. Okay. And he says, Yeah, he's running. We're doing about eighty. Nobody goes on route. Like headed Nobody into goes town or out? Headed, into headed town. east, okay. yeah. Nobody goes. And I'm like, uh, so I start coming. I'm like, I wonder if he's going to crank it left. And sure as shit, he's like, we're northbound. And I'm like, I'm fucking getting in this one. Yeah. You're like, woohoo. So I, I originally I was going to try to get spikes out. So I get my car stopped as I'm getting in. And then they turn into one of the residential areas. So I jump in and follow him out. And it is literally just me and Brad. For, you did. You did fucking because I took over secondary traffic yeah, for. Him. I was did. brand which new is, too. Like I think I probably protocol. If you're not training your people to when you jump into secondary after in a pursuit, if you're not the guy picking up radio traffic, then you're fucking wrong. Yeah, he well, did keep it, in mind he though, did this it is, like policy. Our policy is the way that states. He did it exactly the way it's supposed to go. And, and this that was like eight the, years ago. And that pursuit, the way it went through, I mean, I got in a little bit of shit for it, but. Like the way it went, I think it went really it went fucking great. smooth. Well, we didn't get we. Uh, I got in it, and then not too long after that, uh, the chief of my agency at the time yeah. got in it. Yeah, and then my current agency uh, tried to spike all the police cars, and not the <laughs> I'm actual so, suspect car. I'm so car. glad that guy turned. And we missed uh, we, we missed him by 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 that much, and went through an odd like up onto, and then uh, Doug. Doug. Yep. Doug before he retired. Oh, okay. So yep. Doug got the most beautiful spike I've ever seen in my whole life. Hits like three out of four tires. Yeah. And by the time he tries to get up on five, he loses control, spins out, and then he tries to hijack, carjack a car with a lady oh, and her kid in it. I yeah. remember this. I yeah. remember this. Yep. But Brad and I are the first two people up on him. So Brad and I stop at the same time and we run up on him. And as I'm running up on him, I tase Brad him. tases him. And as Brad tases, I'm like, I spear him. So we kind of end up on the ground together, yeah. And the lady's like, "Oh my god!" And they drive off. Um, and I, I remember being like, because I, I, I got real amped up when I saw he was trying to hijack that car, carjack that car. It was right? an audible, and I was like, I was like, <laughs> yeah, there was an audible. I'm like, man, we're gonna like we're gonna shoot this guy. We can't let him take the car with the kid, right? And I'm uh, and I'm like, I think I said motherfucker a few times, <laughs> and then a second after that, like my current chief at the time, like all of a sudden I just feel him like on my shoulder, and he's like, he's like, hey, calm down, and I'm like. Okay. Then we get <laughs> yeah. him in cuffs. Yeah. He's, it was all I, good, but like. I love him. Yeah. I love Brian. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's legit. Yeah. I I would love to. I know he would never do it, but I'd love to get him on the show. He might do it. Maybe he after he retires. It. Yeah. Yeah. After he retires, he probably yeah, will. Yeah, he probably do it. He's got some good stories. So he used to be a policeman in a, a big city back east in the south. Yeah. And he's got some fucking stories yeah. from when he worked down there. Yeah, man. he got stabbed in the artery in his leg and then life flighted. <laughs> he when he came here <laughs> He was broken when he came here. When he came house. here and started detention officer basic, he got his fucking whole face crushed in with a fucking broomstick. And his hand. He got his hand. Yeah, he got smacked in the face with a fucking broomstick. He showed up here, start the academy, and his whole fucking face was half crushed. Yeah. Him and I started at the same time. Yeah. 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 
All right, folks, thanks for coming. That was episode 16, One Riot, One Ranger, part one with Sergeant Brad. The man in the no man's land doing his thing, mostly on his own a lot of times. Real quick, some admin notes. Uh, The song that I used at the beginning of the episode is called Return to No Man's Land by Headland, and the poem that I read is called Lawman by John Gutmucker. I just kind of felt like those fit uh, with the persona of Sergeant Brad. He's uh, a modern embodiment of an Old West lawman, and I love him for that. So stay tuned next week for episode 17, One Riot Run Ranger, part two with Sergeant Brad. Once I get it all chopped up and edited, I'm going to drop that into the second episode just because we went a little long which is fine. I'd always have more stories than not enough. So I love you guys. Stay frosty. Stay safe. Catch you on the next one.